You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of April 7, 2019. The podcast has got to get home before the sun comes up. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's aggregate the news of the bogus. We've debunked the myth of the opioid epidemic a few times, and now we can do it again thanks to an excellent article in Skeptic Magazine by Raymond Barglow. As he points out, drug overdose is now the leading cause of death in Americans under the age of 50 and is responsible for a lower average life expectancy. Basically, everything government has done to prevent this problem has just made it worse, as usual. Barglow points out three big mistakes the drug warriors are making. And the first is the ever-popular mistaking of correlation for causation. As we covered in the past, even the CDC claims the drug prescriptions are what's driving the problem, but their own data shows that just isn't true. In fact, since 2012, the death rate from opioid overdose has skyrocketed while prescription rates have actually fallen. Barglow points out what listeners of this podcast already know. The culprit is actually strong opioids such as fentanyl and carfentanyl, which are 50 to 5,000 times as potent as heroin and are easily available on the black market. They're easier to produce than heroin because you just make them in a lab. You don't even need a grow operation, and it's a lot easier than cooking meth. But even back when there was a correlation, that still doesn't mean that the one causes the other. Barglow points out, quote, The correlation between prescription and overuse of opioids is no more causative than any number of treatment illness relationships. Surgery, for example, typically makes a patient more susceptible to infection, a fact that supports more attention to sanitizing operating environments, but doesn't justify a reduction in the number of surgeries. Similarly, taking birth control pills slightly raises a woman's chances of contracting cervical or breast cancer, but this happens sufficiently rarely that it provides little reason to forego this method of contraception. The solution that continues to find favor among legislators, enactment of prescription reduction rules that are insensitive to the complexity of medical pain treatment issues, has proven to be not only largely ineffectual, but also medically unjustified. The consequence of too strict prescription requirements is the abandonment of many patients to their suffering. Deprived by their physicians of the pain relief afforded by opioids, they are motivated to look for a solution elsewhere. The second is the fact that they just don't understand the psychology of addiction, which, as Barglow points out, has actually been studied down to the molecular level. Quote, Research on the behavioral and biological dynamics of addiction shows that supply restriction may actually strengthen addictive habits rather than suppress them. Paradoxically, when the supply of an addictive substance becomes risky, intermittent, or limited in some other way because of a police crackdown, for example, the consequence is sometimes an increase in the craving that holds the addiction in place. This occurs not only in the case of substance misuse, but in other human risk-taking activities also. Compulsive gambling, for example, is similar to drug use in that uncertainty of outcome is apt to reinforce an addictive habit. 
And the third mistake is overlooking the social psychology. Barglow points out how the disease model of addiction can be just as misleading as the just-say-no approach. Quote, Many of those who are addicted can succeed in diminishing the harmful consequences of their drug use and sometimes in halting that use altogether. In the 1960s, about 20% of the U.S. soldiers in Vietnam became addicted to heroin, but when they returned home, more than 95% stopped using the drug. Further, these veterans were able to stay clean, provided they did not re-enlist and return to the war. Their high rate of recovery is in keeping with subsequent research indicating that addiction can be remedied by a change in environment. In previous studies carried out in the 1960s and 1970s, solitary rats have been placed in small cages and given access to water containing addictive substances such as morphine or cocaine. The animals soon prioritized consumption of this water and drank enough of it to kill themselves. In the rat park experiment, however, rats inhabited a shared environment consisting of a roomy cage providing many amenities, nooks and crannies that the animals could explore, balls and other toys to play with, and places to hide. In this socialized situation, they overwhelmingly preferred ordinary to drug-laced water. Many subsequent studies have confirmed the hypothesis that rodents living collectively under low-stress conditions do not become substance-addicted. So what does Barglow say we should do? Quote, Portugal, for example, decriminalized illicit drug use in 2001 and then funded addiction treatment programs and a public information campaign. Education about drug use became part of the standard Portuguese high school curriculum. These policies have helped reduce the country's per capita drug mortality rate, which today is about 50 times lower than that of the U.S. And maybe add to that, stop torturing pain patients! Maybe one of these years someone in government will actually listen to what the experts are saying. Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit. And so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. So the first prediction that came true is that the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand would lead to more calls for gun control, which it did. The second is that it would lead to more calls for regulation and censorship of social media. Well, guess what? Australia has just passed a new law that would penalize social media platforms for violent content, including jail for executives. Christian Porter claimed the bill was a world first. I guess nobody told him about all the times when socialist countries like the USSR and even America under Abraham Lincoln shut down newspapers 
and jailed journalists and editors for publishing material they claimed was dangerous. No, Porter, this is nothing new. The history of tyrannical, authoritarian, fascist regimes is full of examples. He claimed, quote, There are platforms such as YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook who do not seem to take their responsibility to not show the most abhorrently violent material seriously. Are you high? Do you know how little you have to do to get a community strike these days? Of violent and threatening material, he said, quote, Every Australian would agree it was totally unreasonable that it should exist on their site for well over an hour without them taking any action whatsoever. Well, what's the only way they can make it happen that quickly? That's right, universal filters. All of the problems we've talked about with Article 13 apply. How are you going to tell threatening material from news coverage and commentary? What happens when, like we've seen with the DMCA, people make false claims in order to censor videos and channels and get them taken down? The Labor Party, which supported the legislation, said they promised to review it if they're elected in May, exactly what they promised about the encryption bill they also supported. Apparently they think as little of the intelligence of their own countrymen as political parties in the U.S. and the U.K. do. Sunita Bose, managing director of the Digital Industry Group, said, quote, This pass-it-now-change-it-later approach to legislation, such as we saw with the encryption law, creates immediate uncertainty for Australia's technology industry. It threatens employees within any company that has user-generated content to be potentially jailed for the misuse of their services, even if they are unaware of it. This would be particularly bad on startups, since yet again it would necessitate not only expensive filters, but also a massive legal department. As Atlassian CEO Scott Farquhar pointed out, quote, If the material in question is uploaded and you don't take it down expeditiously, you can go to jail. What is expeditiously? Not defined. Who in a company? Not defined. The current legislation means that anyone working for a company that allows user-generated content could potentially go to jail for three years. As written, that applies to news sites, social media sites, dating sites, job sites, anywhere user content could be created. The law also specifies fines of up to $2.1 million. Corporate penalties could be up to $10.5 million, or 10% of annual turnover. And what's missing in all of this is any description of any way this could possibly have stopped the Christchurch shooting. This is an excuse for censorship and increased government control, nothing more. All of these calls for regulation of social media is nothing more than modern-day book-burning. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. 
You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. So basically, cryptocurrencies are banned in India. The Reserve Bank of India has basically penalized any exchanges between rupees and any cryptocurrency. This past weekend represents the fourth in a massive wave of protests on the matter. In previous weeks, thousands of people showed up for protests in Delhi, Mumbai, and Hyderabad, and this latest one was in Bangalore. Akshay Agarwal, co-founder of Blockchain India, observed that each crowd had a different tack. All of them were against the ban, but whereas Delhi was about challenging authority, Mumbai was about the idea that people's time has value and they wouldn't be spending time on cryptos if they weren't valuable. And Hyderabad was all about evaluating the pros and cons of individual cryptos. Indian businesses are afraid to make a move on the matter, and even ones that were previously gung-ho about cryptos have stopped accepting them, waiting to see what happens next. Some say the future is so uncertain, they probably won't be accepting them even if the ban is lifted. Other entrepreneurs are afraid that the subcontinent will miss out on the opportunities that cryptos afford. The Supreme Court is going to have a hearing on the matter in the second week of July. Here's hoping wiser, or at least more ethical, minds prevail. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to dilapidate this week's biggest bogan emitter. And when it comes to censorship, Australia has nothing on it when it comes to Russia, who, faced with the ease with which people get around their numerous website blocks, is now going to try blocking VPNs and see how well that works out. It's all part of their aggressive plan to end piracy which has resulted in tens of thousands of innocent sites being blocked, a corruption scandal, and, most noteworthy, no actual decrease in piracy at all. So, various VPNs have been ordered to implement the same site blocking they demand of ISPs, including NordVPN, ExpressVPN, TorGuard, IPVanish, VPN Unlimited, ViperVPN, Kaspersky Secure Connection, HideMyAss, OlaVPN, and OpenVPN. One you won't see on the list is BoxPN, because they saw the writing on the wall a few years ago and shut down all their Russian servers so they wouldn't have to comply with crap like this. 
Of course, the fact that they take cryptocurrency as payment means there's no real way of stopping Russians from buying their service. By the way, for those of you who installed the airtime extension and didn't notice, it now has a built-in VPN, and you just turn it on and it's paid for out of your airtime rewards. It's not only VPNs that become more popular as censorship increases, but ways of obtaining and using VPNs in ways that no government can stop. But of course, it's only the determined who resort to using those. For the vast majority of people, people who wouldn't be pirating anyway, they find themselves having to use a broken and restricted internet. But then, that's the idea. Like all such actions, this has nothing to do with piracy and everything to do with authoritarian control over everything people do. And the thing is, once you build the censorship machine to stop data that infringes copyright, you can use it to stop anything. And that was demonstrated quite clearly a few years ago when the Russian government used questionable copyright claims to intimidate government critics. Something else to think about as Europe tries to put Article 13 into effect. So Russia knows this won't stop people from infringing on copyrights or using VPNs. It's not about any of that. So that just has to make Russia this week's biggest bogani meter. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now let's enshroud this week's Idiot And once again, it goes to President Trump, who said, quote, Security is more important to me than trade, so we're going to have a slower border or a closed border. I guess he missed the words of Ben Franklin, who said that those who would give up their liberty to obtain safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So all of that makes Donald Trump this week's... Idiot What? What? Uh, come on, what more needs to be said? <sighs> okay, fine, I'll cover it in more detail. Trump's remarks come on the heels of Congress's top Republican, one of the most influential lobbying groups, and even his own economic advisor, all warning of potential economic disaster as the result of closing the U.S.-Mexico border. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said, quote, Closing down the border would have a potentially catastrophic economic effect on our country. I would hope he would not be doing that sort of thing. Neil Brandley, chief policy officer of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, said, quote, Even threatening to close the border to legitimate commerce and travel creates a degree of economic uncertainty that risks compromising the very gains in growth and productivity that policies of the Trump administration have helped achieve. 
National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow said that at the very least, ways to keep freight moving through the border should be maintained. Of course, if you can move freight, you can move illegal immigrants, but details, details. But Trump seems undeterred. He acknowledged, quote, Sure, it will have a negative effect on the economy. Trading is very important. The borders are very important. But security is what is the most important. Look, it's been shown over and over and over again that this country is far better off with immigrants, even illegal immigrants, even when a lot of them are on welfare. But even being convinced of how terrible this would be, he'd still close the borders. So that is what makes Donald Trump this week's Idiot Well, that wraps up this very hard to explain why you're mad, even if you're not mad, edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto, or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from H.L. Mencken. My belief in free speech is so profound that I am seldom tempted to deny it to the other fellow. I am convinced that free speech is worth nothing unless it includes a full franchise to be foolish and even to be malicious. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Derivatives 4.0 International License. You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv, your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now.